Thank you for joining us for another episode of your Midwest Garden Podcast. Today's show is a very vampy but scary good program. Stick with us. Today's show is Season 1, Episode 23, Gothic Gardening. Welcome back to YMG. I'm Michael Rourke, the Garden Guy. The devil himself, rookie gardener Scott, he's alongside for all of the ghoulish happenings today. Hi, Scott. Hey, man. Uh, Count Dracula from Sesame Street. Is that your favorite character you were impersonating in the beginning? No, that was Bella Lugosi. Sounded like Count. Well, uh, you know, the count sounded like Bella Lugosi. Uh, uh, uh. That was a joke. Is that you counting to three again? I can't go any higher. Okay. Audio guys, we only count to two. <laughs> a one and a two. Halloween marks the beginning of the fall and winter holiday trifecta. Well, well wait a minute. What's the trifecta? The trifecta. What, what's a trifecta when it's season? Uh, Halloween. Yeah. And then Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then Christmas. I knew that. Okay. Well, today we're really excited. At least I am, Scott. We're going to be joined by Gothic Garden Girl, Stacy Bernstein, and she's a Michigan gardener with the themed garden and lifestyle. Did you know that? Yes, I did. That's why I did the shout out. Oh. But I'm excited because I know nothing about Gothic gardening. Well, I, she's, I, I went on board and I took a look at a few of the things that she's got that's really ghoulish and neat. So everybody, a couple shows ago, I did a shout out, Gothic Garden Girl, and Mike suggested that we bring her on to a show. So, pada, here we are. So here she is, Stacy, the Gothic Garden Girl. Welcome, Stacy. Hello, Stacy. Well, hi, fellas. Thanks for having me on. The question that I have is: is this is Gothic Gardens, and I went to the Bible of 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 anything definition. It's called Wikipedia which you're supposed to believe the whole time. It had multiple different definitions. I don't want to go with any definition that this thing has. What's your definition of Gothic? And then secondly, the Gothic gardening. Well, Gothic um, kind of reminds me of, of vampires, uh, Victorian era, kind of creepy, death-oriented kind of thematic decor. And so how Gothic gardeners do it is we incorporate unusual or dark colored plants. And we also will put in um, statues that might be a little on the creepier side. So uh, that's sort of my definition. You know, it sounds like, you know, something, I, how do you put gothic in the gardening? And I'm thinking, you know, it doesn't work out. I'm an old dude. <laughs> um, but then we got onto your Facebook page and in your Instagram, and this is looking really super cool. I mean, I, who would have thought? Now, most people think of gardening as being somewhat therapeutic. They go outside to just release all the tension that's built up throughout the day. With this COVID thing, it's even becoming more and more popular. Do you find that it's therapeutic? First of all, I agree with you. Gardening is definitely a therapy. Um, if I have a bad day at work or I'm you know, arguing with my husband, I'll go grab a, a shovel and out into the dirt I go pulling weeds or whatever. So I do think it's an internal expression. And when you're a gardener and you're just getting started, um, 
you don't have a lot of money or a lot of know-how. So I, um, a lot of my plants are gifts from people or leftovers from other people's gardens. And so now that I have more of a means, you know, to fund my gardening, I'm selecting plants more. And I just find that I'm drawn to darker plants and the blood reds or any plant that just looks creepy and cool. You're digging a hole. Or a grave. And you have a fight with your husband. I don't want to know any of this. <laughs> That's right. And when I start digging up those big holes, he does worry a little. She's digging holes if she has a fight with her husband. What'd you set me up here for? All right. Well, anyways, this this gothic gardening. I mean, you're into colors. These are really cool colors. I mean, it's you made mention that you, your hero, when you and I had a conversation with Scott... Earlier, one of your favorite heroes was, what was it, the the monster from the Deep Dark Black Lagoon, a 1950s film? Well, he, he wasn't my hero. He was my monster boyfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember that movie. It was really was, cool. I mean, He was my monster crush, and it was the, the movie was Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's it. That's it. Yes, <laughs> and they, they actually had him swimming in the water, and then these damsels that were, you know, letting their feet kick in the water, he would pull them down and under. But they never really showed what he did to them. Yeah. I mean, whether he stored them in, in, in the cave somewhere to eat them afterwards <laughs> or, or, or what, but it was really a spooky movie. I've always been um, kind of a creepy girl. So <laughs> I've always liked scary movies I love monsters. Like, I've actually, when, you know, little girls have crushes, like on Disney princes, I had crushes on monsters. Okay, now, uh, being that said, is there anything else that kind of reminds you? Because most of the things that I've seen on your website, well, not website, but on Facebook, as well as on your Instagram, they reminded me of somebody other than the, the monster from the Black Lagoon. Um, kind of like a guy with a cape and some teeth. Oh yeah, it can be really vampire-y. I have, um, I have a shade garden, and in the middle of my shade garden, I have a little Nosferatu head. The Nosferatu, that's a cool thing. I mean, seriously, Nosferatu is a movie, silent movie. Scott, there's two movies you gotta see. Nosferatu is really the only true um, uh, vampire movie. I mean, seriously, it, this thing would really freak you out, but it's a silent movie. And Nosferatu was scarier than the Dickens. I don't know why you'd want something scary out in the garden, but it works. I mean, again, I've looked at these things that people, if you can ever get on to Stacey Bernstein's uh, uh, Facebook page or even on her Instagram, if she lets you, uh, <laughs> these things are really cool. It really, really does work. If I knew how to play the organ, I'd play the organ underneath the movie, right? She probably has outside speakers and does the same thing. I mean, seriously, <laughs> this is so cool. You know, that would be cool. You should get a projector and get a screen and watch those movies outside in your garden. We do. I, we do. Oh, you do? Awesome. Of course. Yes. That fact, is wild. Creature of the Black Lagoon has been in our yard many times. That is awesome. I think that is so cool. I was... I was going to try to have a Jimmy Buffett concert while floating in the pool at night. 
Yeah. Bring a bunch of people over and stream and one of his concerts live. I thought that'd be fun. Too many tequilas and you'd be floating upside down. Or um, you could show pool. Jaws while floating in the pool. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. dun, 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 yes, dun. Yes. See, she's a true guy. Yes, this yes. is cool. <laughs> so for for our listeners, notice I said listeners this time, not viewers, Mike, because I'm in TV, now radio. <laughs> this isn't radio either. I, I know, but it's closer than it is to TV. You betcha. So some of the flowers that I found online that are very popular in Gothic gardens consist of, you need to hear some of these names. And we'll, we'll, I know Stacy probably has at least a couple of these. Dracula's Kiss Iris, Black Pearl, Goth Corn, Black Iris, Black Poppies, Cobra lilies has a snake head like a cobra look. The bat flower, the panda face ginger, and from Mexico, the black cosmos, and a bearded iris called Hello Darkness, the blackest color of them all. My old friend. Yeah, I knew you were going to go with that song. <laughs> and black sunflowers, and the funeral, the black funeral flower known of all. Calla lilies. What about black calla lilies? What about corn on the macabre? It <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't work. Did yeah. Okay. So, Stacy, what do you have of that group? I um, I do have the cobra lily. I have several all over my yard, and it is by far one of my favorite plants for a couple reasons. Uh, one reason is it's a spring bloomer, so that lets me know that winter's almost done here in Michigan. Um, and another reason is I love plants that look like other things, and it really does look like a cobra head. Yeah, that picture was pretty awesome. That, I mean, it really, I mean, some, some of those other flowers really look unusual and not norm, and then therefore it's got that sense. But the, uh, the cobra lily looks really cool. I think that's really what kicked off my obsession is that plant. Um, it's one of the most, it's one of my favorite plants of all time. It's from Korea and I got it from a local gardener here from his garden and they, um, they're just so cool. They, they do look like cobras and they incorporate those darker chocolatey colors like in the head of the cobra. I'm in love with that plant. Do you have a black funeral flower? I think it's a calla lily. I um, I do not grow those um, only because they're annuals for me. Okay. And I would yeah. have to dig up the yeah. bulb, but I'm starting to have more time to be able to garden that way. So it's certainly something I want to add to my collection. Now, the colors that you seem to get into, you also get into not just, I don't want to minimize the flowers because we're going to go back to it. But you also get into unique things. You're making some things like containers for flowers, for plants. Um, you, you, but this is kind of unique. Some of them don't look like they're inviting enough to go into what I would consider to be a garden. But it would go perfect in what you're talking about. I mean, you've got what looks like fishnet on a container that, that that's almost seductive or vampish. Like, uh, but then there's also some white and red. Do you would you care to do, to do a little explaining of yourself, there, young lady? <laughs> well, um, I am a, a creepy girl, and I like creepy things. <laughs> and so, um, the pots I've made uh, blood spatter pots, 
And, um, and actually, I have special plants that go in those. I got um, brain cactus to go in those. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Well, now we great. know where Mike's went. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is brain cactus. Now, which kind of, a, now you have multiple types of, of, of patterns of, of, of what appears to be blood, but it's blood red paint. Mm -hmm. What patterns are, do you have? Do you want to define those? Oh, my blood spatter? Um, well, okay. you've, you've got like arterial, you know, uh, an arterial bleed, which is like a heavier bleed. You've got a type of spatter where someone might breathe blood out of their lungs and just lightly kiss the pot. You've, I, I've got other things. I've got dripping patterns and. Oh, yummy. <laughs> Apparently we have a, we have a fan from, of Dexter from Showtime. That's right. Well. Blood spatter expert. For Mike. those that don't know what arterial blood flow is, basically, quickly, I gave blood 100 gallons. Um, <laughs> put a, they, they take you, you put the Band-Aid on your arm, you go and sit down at the table, and then you eat cookies and drink lemonade. Well, the lady that was sitting next to me started screaming, bloody murder, and it freaked me out. I look over, and the Band-Aid popped off of my arm, and the arterial blood flow went under her. It was just squirting, like a squirt gun. Within her skin. No, my skin, from my skin. So this, what she's doing right now, this has got to be a lot of blood that's on those pots. Now, you've also got fishnet. It, it, it looks like that you painted red, or did you buy them red? Oh, no. Um, those are actual fishnets. So fishnets. They're actual fishnets? Like stockings. Yeah, I can relate. But <laughs> so it... So we're, uh, we're uh, referencing uh, the, Stacey, the Gothic Garden Girls Facebook page where she has these up that everybody can see. But she has actual fishnet, fishnet over a pot, and then it looks like she took some others and then spray-painted the pattern onto it. Yes. Which is really cool, too. Oh, thanks. Well, this is inten obviously intentionally done. We had a brief little conversation. Did you call it vampish? It's kind of a, being vampy, I think, is kind of creepy, sexy, you know, which if you're a creepy, sexy girl, you own a couple pairs of fishnet stockings. Yeah, I'll say this is this is what, what kind of plants do you put into this? Um, uh, I am starting to put uh, mostly succulents and cactus. They're really um, trending right now. Lots of people like them. They're easy to care for. So I'm putting um, brain cactus in a lot of them. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I love and the brain. Now you've Go ahead. Did I interrupt you? No, no, no. You're okay. I noticed there's something else that's a little creepy but cool. And you, you, th these are formed. They look like skulls with <laughs> certain things coming out of them. Mm -hmm. Care to explain yourself again? This is wild. <laughs> I'm looking right at them. I kind of feel like I'm in trouble. Care to explain no, yourself, young lady? I, I, I'm sorry. I apologize for that, but it was like, oh wow, this gal knows what direction she's going, and nobody's stopping her. Um, this is is really cool and wild. Um, it looks like skulls that you're planting things in. Now, yes. Did you cut? You found? How do you do this? So um, during COVID, I was looking for a new hobby. And I decided to try my hand at casting 
planters out of cement, experimenting with different types of cement and with different coloring. And I, um, I cast them out of a mold shaped like a skull. This is cool. I mean, any, any opening that they have there, you've got eyes, the nose, and then there's a hole in the top of the skull um, where, is that a brain cactus? No, I don't have grown out of it. No, I don't have brain cactuses in any of those yet. So I plant succulent arrangements and cactus arrangements and and stuff like that. Things that people will like and want to take care of. Do you take these to farmers markets or to fairs and sell them? Yeah, I've been to one um, because of COVID. There's not a heck of a lot of places accepting new vendors. So I did do a Halloween show called The Wicked Bazaar. And it was uh, to where you go to pick up like Halloween decorations. And they mostly sold um, props, you know, like big monsters and things. So um, there I was with my cute little skull plants. And I didn't anticipate anybody would really be into it. But um, these guys brought their, their sweet little girlfriends and the girls were like, oh, my God, something I w- actually want to buy here. And um, I sold out all of my smaller skulls and almost all of my larger skulls. And then I found a new market that I never knew existed was um, a bunch of dudes bought these skulls to put in their lizard terrariums. Do you sell these online also? I mean, can people get a hold of you via Facebook or anything? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I sell them on Facebook Marketplace or to friends or give them as gifts. I love crime, crime shows, forensic shows. And so I belong to a uh, true crime club and I was making the blood spatter pots for them. And so I just sit at my dining room table and trying to think of how it can make um, either something really creepy or really vampy. And so that's why I came up with the idea of the fishnet uh, pots. So the way that they can do this is to get a hold of Stacey Bernstein on her... Um, well, oh, no. Technically, it's a gothic garden girl. Yes. It's the gothic that's what they're on, on the Facebook, Facebook marketplace. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then, and then on Instagram, it's the same thing, which, which is so super cool. Now, your flowers, the color scheme that you're playing with is, is unique also. It's got to be either an extremely deep purple, almost black, or blood red. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you've even got a moonflower, but I want you to go, and, if you can, to d- define your, your color schemes that you're playing with here. I mean, uh, what kind of plants are going to give you the blood red? What, colors, uh, what kind of plants are going to give you the deeper purples? Well, some of my blood red plants, um, I do have grasses with uh, red in them. I also have just planted a new plant called the Holy Grail Hibiscus, and that has a blood red flower, and the foliage has like some purple tones to it. Is that the one that's on your Facebook page? Yes. It's bright blood red. I mean, it's just absolutely stunning. The flower is going to be probably the same standard size of a hibiscus flower, but it's just something that just radiates. Now, combining that with purple, what purple flowers are you going to be having? Or not purple, but black. Well, a lot of the black plants I currently have, I, I grow for the, the black foliage. So 
I have um, elderberry uh, bushes in my yard, um, and those have like a lacy black uh, foliage to them. Flower to them. And mm-hmm. they do they still bloom? Do they bloom pinkish flowers or clusters for you on that? They right? do. Yep. And mm-hmm. those are gorgeous. There's also a grass that you're able that's going to be coming back now. Is this a Japanese what they call blood grass? Yes. Where in the open sun, it's the more vibrant the colors going to be on the on the on the blades of the grass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, does that come back for you year after year? It does. Um, in the fall, I I put a ton of mulch around it. Um, uh-huh. and I hope for the best. I hope that, you know, we don't get hit with a, a weird little snowstorm in the spring. Right. Right. But my, you know, my aesthetic just isn't the, the black plants. I do. It was interesting. You mentioned the Victorian era. There are some plants that I don't know for certain, but they remind me of a Victorian plant. So I have like, um, bleeding hearts through my yard. And I have pink, and you can get, I have some white, and you can also get red. That's on my list, are the red ones. Now, do you bloom, do you bloom, do you do you plant any vegetables to, to kind of go and, you know, coordinate with this, or something that's going to be a little, you know, complimentary? I mean, are, are there any, I mean, do you grow grapes, or do you grow tomatoes that are going to give you a, comp, a, a contrast to this? I do. Um, I do have... I um, started a vegetable garden this year, and I was looking for black vegetables. And so I, I'm, I, I got oh actually an herb. I got like a purple basil, um, which is a dark purple. And then I got eggplant. And then I found um, no, I didn't grow these. My neighbor did, but I'm gonna get some seeds from her. It's a pitch black pepper. Like it tastes like a green pepper, and it's called um, Black Beauty. But I am playing around with an idea of creating um, spell bowls where I can plant herbal plants that people would, would use, like to cast a spell. In uh, one of your concrete molds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I, and I bring this up because I did my little homework. I found out herbs that had creepy names for a reason, Mike. And well, they, like let's say like bear's foot and bullseye and ass's ear. They have this purpose because the creepy name keeps untrained herbalists from poisoning themselves. Well, that and yeah, I mean, there's a there's a plant out there that's called black medic. It's a deep purple clover like with a little uh, yellow flower to it. But the reason it was called black medic is because people would make teas. This is an herb. They would make a tea out of this, and it would kill them. Whoa. So, I mean, there's something called nightshade, which was absolutely mm-hmm. poisonous. And do you know who basically made the nightshade plant non-poisonous, but the flower and the, and the fruit on it is gorgeous? That in itself ended up becoming the tomato that we know of today. It was a hybrid by a guy by the name of Thomas Jefferson, hmm. and he made it into a passion fruit with a, you know, the Europeans just were wild about it. So the nightshade basically was the great granddad to our tomato. The herbs that you're talking about, the reason that they gave them those names is to basically help to protect the people from, from basically ingesting the wrong thing at the wrong time. 
So Mike had a friend that called him up like 10, 11 o'clock at night and said, Mike, Mike, you got to come over. You got to come over and check this out. Check this out. I did. And he's like, what? And so it's a moon flower and the moon flower is blooming. It's cool. Please tell me you have a moon flower. Oh, you know, I do. I would be no gothic. I would be no gothic gardener if I didn't go in my garden at night. You know, keeping with the gothic aesthetic, you know, like you, you normally don't think of people who are vampire-y out in their sunny gardens. You've got to have something for them at night too, right? So the moonflower is just so mesmerizing. And I don't know if you got close to it, but it smells so wonderful. It's so fragrant. Is that the first thing you have to have? In order to call yourself a gothic gardener. A moonflower? No. I think yeah. it's a staple for sure. It's so cool. Now, what color do you have? I have two kinds. I have uh, just a white uh, moonflower, and then I have a ballerina detura, and that is white. It's uh, white and purple. It looks like a ballerina's um, dress or um, skirt. And it, really? I like that plant too because it has a black, pitch black stem and seed pods Ooh. that look like little aliens. Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> so I have to ask, so this, obviously the moonflower blooming is it's like a once in a summer type of thing that people get pumped out. So is that like a portulaca just in reverse where it just blooms at night? Um, sort of, um, but the, there's one difference. With, with the portulaca, it's gonna bloom and open and close multiple times. With your moonflower, one bloom will be open um, at night and by the morning, it's done. The one and done. Well, one and done. Like the praying- yeah, like a praying mantis being the male. You just have one opportunity and that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, she's she's the ultimate gothic gardener. The praying yes, mantis. See? Now you're into that. How about a black widow? Are you into spiders? No. I mean, these are basically predators. You're not into those. I don't kill okay. them. I appreciate them, but I'm not going to be their friend. No, okay. But they're out there. They get rid of all the, all the bad bugs. At they least do. most of them. And I leave up... I, I leave up webs in my garden for them Good to for hang you. out. Yeah. Good for you. Well, then, see, now that's that, that's really cool. But she got she got into the praying mantis routine. Now, <laughs> the, the female is basically going to be... See, this goes back to our earlier conversation that we had at the beginning of this program where you were talking about when you get mad at your husband, you go out and dig a very large hole. That's right. And then you can relate to the female praying mantis. We're going to cut this interview short real quick. <laughs> this is something, I think this gothic gardening is just absolutely, at first I thought it was going to be creepy, but I think that this is really cool. It's a matter of therapeutic, uh, uh, exotic, um, uh, basic therapy again, like I said. And on top of which, the contrasting of the colors that you're playing with, there's a vegetable that's out there. You can play with even zucchini or squash. Get them by the seed. They're going to have really unique colors that are in there. And if you've got a sunny area, you mix it in with everything else that you've got there. It is going to be cool. Now, do you have any type of statues that you put outside? Yes. Well, obviously, I put my own skulls out there, you know, because I I make them for other people, but I do love them so much. Um, I have a little 
shade garden, like a shady area, and it's, I call it the vampire garden because it doesn't get much sun. Yeah. With a little Nosferatu head. He's, he's such, he's my buddy. Um, and I plant him in the shade, you know, so that he won't burn to death, right? Like in the movie. Um, right? <laughs> oh no, that was Burned a spoiler alert, Scott. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now you have kale. Do you have a different types of, we'll say, uh, flower? Not, well, they call it flowering kale, but it's still edible. Yes. Do you go and put this in throughout your yard? Yes. Um, unfortunately, the rabbits have gotten to it. So. Oh, I bet they're fat as hell. That's they because are. they don't have big, creepy, scary names like Bear's Foot to scare the <laughs> rabbits away. Well, <laughs> what else? That's I mean, this whole thing is so unique and so new to me. Again, I had to look it up on Wikipedia for the definition, and there's hey, Mike, three of them. Can Can I ask a question for a change? Go for it. But I want to know what else there is. My question to you is: we t we talked off air about sharing seeds and stuff. Is there a big goth community that you can relate to and and talk to and share plants and gardening ideas with? Um, I have finally found it on Instagram. Um, I have, really? yeah, we have all just sort of found found each other, and I actually have been in touch with a couple other gardeners, and we are going to do a seed exchange. So you trade off flowers and other plants. You know, like, if, have you ever grown anything from a cutting, like cloning? Now, that's definitely weird when you talk about cloning. I have not done that. But um, in my local area, I live um, right outside of uh, the city of Detroit. There are many right. um, gardening clubs and we'll exchange plants and um, tips and visit each other's gardens. So this is more than a passion. This is actually a lifestyle. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm getting it. I think I'm getting it. <laughs> pop quiz time. I got a pop quiz for um, you also, Stacy. All right. Who is the queen of goth gardeners? And I'll give you a hint. She's from California. Uh, Kat Von D. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I cheated on this. I had it. Kat Von D is right. Oh, my goodness. See, I had, I studied. <laughs> now, now she is the queen of it, right? Yeah, I mean, she see, her Cal garden is an inspiration for sure. But see, she's in a different, totally different zone. Yeah, she's got it easy. She does, but we—I mean, we can grow similar things. Like, um, I read an article about her garden, and she grows the cosmos, chocolate cosmos, um, the sun, black sunflower, the irises. I mean, we can grow all that stuff here. We just have to do our gardening a little differently. A little bit more, yeah. Now, Kat Von D, that's V-O-N-D-E-E. -E. No, K -A -T. I think it's just a D. Yeah, K-A-T-V-O-N-D. Just the D on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she is the gothic gardener of She's gothic gardeners. She's the queen. The queen, okay. Mm -hmm. It's Dracula's wife. Okay, no, no, Nosferatu's. <laughs> All right. Right. All right. So we know we know the moonflower. Well, it's a pollinator, correct? Am I correct? You in can this? use it as a pollinator. All right. So you know what? I've watched bees. Like you can kind of tell when your moonflower is about to um, bloom because it starts to open just a little. And I have watched bees lift up the flower and go in like they're going in a sleeping bag. It's intoxicating. It's got to be. Yeah. They That's go cool. crazy for it. 
So what other kind of pollinators can you grow as a, in a goth garden? Well, I have a lot of, I like the contrast. So I'm not all black and red. I also have a lot of white or like lime green types of flowers. So um, I grow, um, this is a favorite plant of mine too. It's a goosehead loosestrife. Really? Yes. And it looks like a colony of geese um, in your garden. Come again? It looks a like a colony, colony of geese. Of geese. Isn't that a gaggle? A gaggle, yep. So you're going for textures also more so than just colors. Absolutely. Because, you know, flowers fade, but the foliage, you yeah. know, you can have for the whole season. But, yeah, Gee. so goosehead, loosestrife. Um, I like white flowers because it's, you know, part of the goth thing is like being ghostly, kind of spooky. And so yeah, white kinda, flowers, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and, and, and that's a purposeful thing. The, you, the whiter, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it's not just the blood. It's not just the black. There's just the white. But, I mean, do you save the seeds for any of your flowers? Um, yes, I'm saving the seeds for the moonflowers this year. And then I'm also uh, growing some dahlias, which you know don't do well. Um, beyond a season for us. So I'm going to try to overwinter those. So everybody, just to check in, we're talking with the Gothic Garden Girl. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook. Her name's Stacy Bernstein. And this is just, just awesome stuff. Uh, th this is so cool. If Gothic Gardening is not cool in your area yet, you can be the first and beat the Joneses to the punch. <laughs> and, uh, how long have you been doing this? I mean, gardening outside and, and basically using a goth theme for it? I've been a gardener for over 20 years, but the gothic gardening is something that's new for me. I would say the last couple of years. Wow. I think this is just wild. I really do. How do you address the, uh, the spring, summer, fall type of um, rise and fall of each plant as in each bed goes? I mean... I, you know, I know there's black tulips that you can plant for the spring. How, how does that flow in your garden? I do have a few lilies um, that come up um, in early summer. Um, and those are, they're like kind of a, a really deep purple. I don't have the queen of the night tulips or anything yet. But, you know, gardening is always a pro uh, process. And those are on my list for sure. And people basically just prepare for the next season when the end of the season. But see, you, you, the peak of your season, I suppose that you're into Halloween also. Oh, and yes. Uh, okay, see? <laughs> and, and, and this is just becoming the peak of her, her season to where everything and anything. Now, once things stop growing, you're going to harvest. Are you going to have like a horn of plenty with different types of things that are going to be through it or different types of flowers or how do you decorate for your garden once everything starts to slow down? I think part of the decoration is just um, leaving the plants alone and letting them dry out um, on their, you know, on their own. Like I have tons of hydrangea that look um, pretty spooky, you know, in the in the autumn. Um, but as far as doing anything special with the garden. It's creepy all year, so I really don't have to do much. You don't have to do anything to it. Yeah. Now, that's that. This is wild. I see now. I never even. I'm looking at Scott trying to explain. I never even figured that it would be something worth 
worthwhile doing. Um, you've only been doing the goth gardening for the past couple of years. You're mm-hmm. selling your pots. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that's going to be new and interesting that basically you're going to be getting into? I mean, is is Stacy going to be looking forward to promoting something new for her garden next what, year? Yeah. What's the next phase for 2021? Well, um, the person or the company that I buy my molds from, um, they I've been in touch with them, and I think they're going to make something special for me. But I don't really? want to say what it is yet. What? Got to stay tuned. Part two. Part Shout two. out number three. Can, can, can we hit her up? Like, I mean, I mean, when, when is your garden? When do you start getting really into your garden? Now, I know COVID has caused a damper for everybody on their basic routine, but I mean, let's say next year, twenty twenty one. When are you planning on going out there and actually getting your fingernails dirty? As soon as the frost is done. Sometimes even earlier. So than by that, that time, you, these this company that you're getting the skull molds from, they mm-hmm. should have something already ready for you. Yeah, I'm thinking um, in the next few weeks, we've been, okay, we've been see, talking about a design. Yep. This is why I'm asking, because I was wondering if by any chance we could ask you to come back on board next spring and we could basically go, well, well what's, what's Stacey Bernstein going to be doing this year and how is she doing it and, how, uh, and going from there? And what's new? I mean, you're, you, I know you're, from this conversation alone, you're going to be on, used to be catalogs, now you're going to be online. And you're going to order things to come in, even that usually it's around February, mm-hmm. but you're going to probably do this around December, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Well, I am already, pl- I already have a couple plants that I want to order for the spring. Um, there's a new hyacinth called Dark Realm. And Dark Realm? Dark Realm. And I, wow. um, it's, it's like six bucks a bulb. Really? Yes. Don't tell me. These my... aren't cheap. So you're going to be digging them up each year. Um, you know that, how, you're gonna, you better dig your husband out of the garden right now. I, well, yeah. I mean, seriously, unless you're going to be planning this dark realm, I'm writing this down. Yes. Well, he and, might and be putting me in the hole myself if I spend too much money. <laughs> <laughs> huh, uh, six bucks a bulb. What? Right. I know somebody that does that with mums. Oh, is that you? No, she puts it on different credit cards. So her husband doesn't realize they're all mums at one time. Oh, that's your wife. <laughs> no, it's not my wife. It's not your wife. No. Oops, did I start something here? No, not at all. <laughs> okay, dark realm. Anything else? Um, what else am I looking forward to next year? So I want um on my list. I have dark realm, hyacinth. I want to get those uh the chocolate cosmos. Um, there is a foliage plant that I just saw that I really like, and I think it's called Sambuca Dark Tower. It's got berries and it's kind of a, a skinny kind of a skinny kind of pillar type of plant. You okay now, but Stacy, is there any way that we can have you on board next next spring and fall? Oh, absolutely. Or possibly even next summer. Um, yeah, I'd like to do this. I'd like to keep in touch. Because initially, when Scott brought it to my attention, we're, we got a lady that does a goth garden. I'm going, what? <laughs> and I've seen the pictures of this thing. This is absolutely gorgeous. And it works. And I started researching it on the web. I mean, before the shout-out and the on the mum show, kind of off-topic here, but doing my research for gardening for outdoor-scale railroads that people oh, put in yeah. railroads yeah. out in their yard or, you know, like some big gauge stuff and how they're uh, 
um, buying certain type of plants, you know, to bring to accommodate uh, to make it, make it look like the mountains and stuff like that. And this is that's exactly what this. You is. would never think that there are people that are like gardening for railroads. Now we're gardening for goth colors and stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's there's cool. a lot of stuff out there that people don't. I mean, even if you had a fluorescent light out there, it'd probably and then play some Black Sabbath <laughs> or, or Zeppelin. <laughs> More pigs, more pigs, and have some purple Jesus in a can out there. I mean, this would this works. Sunday, bloody Sunday. No, yeah. that's you too. Well, uh, thank you, Stacy. <laughs> we're going to have you back on it, uh, and I'll have Scott apologize um, to your husband. Uh, but after uh, I'm going to have, we've to, kept her on pretty long here. Yeah, Mike. we kept her on real long, and he's snickering in the background. <laughs> so uh, everybody's got to go check out the Gothic Garden Girl on Facebook or Instagram. And you can check her out in the marketplace also because these pots and skulls are really, really cool. And uh, fishnet, yeah, the fishnet, very vampish, the blood spatter (laughs) one. I like and I so this is working. And then you know, I'm sure as she gets invited to more craft shows, and heck, she sold out her last craft show. So we're gonna get 10%. We're gonna, we're getting 10%. (laughs) Well. Oh, didn't we no, tell you? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, do not. All right. All right. Stacey, Stacey, thank you, lady. Thank you so Thanks, much. Guys. Thanks for listening to Your Midwest Garden. If you like today's conversation, please share this podcast with friends and family. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Plus, if you have any show topics you'd like us to discuss, head on over to our sponsor's Facebook page, which is Black Diamond Garden Center, and message them your topic idea. For all of us at your Midwest Garden Podcast, I'm Michael Rourke, the Garden Guy. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation.